Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast. I am Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association. Back with another episode, and uh, as is the uh, the trend right now, uh, you know, we're, we're talking in the world of COVID-19, uh, you know, there's a ton of information that's flowing around the ENA website, through our social media channels, uh, through our YouTube playlist that is focused on COVID-19. Uh, the podcast, we've had a couple of uh, good conversations relating to topics that uh, are, are top of mind as COVID uh, has become the predominant thing that's happening in the lives of, of our members and all emergency nurses. Today, we're taking a little bit of a different approach again. Uh, we want to talk about something we really haven't talked about uh, in the context of crisis, and that's leadership. And uh, I'm, I'm pleased to welcome Justin Allen. Uh, he's been an ENA member for just about you know a decade. I uh, started off as a student nurse and uh, has been with us ever since. So welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me. So, so Justin, one of the, the things that uh, we always like to talk about is a little bit of background with the people that, uh, that come on the podcast, but also a little bit of how you got interested in leadership. So why don't you fill us in a little bit about your background and, and how it ties into your interest in the concept of leadership in, in the world, but also as it, it relates to nursing. Absolutely. Well, I've I've been a nurse for about nine or 10 years now. I have about 15 years of EMS experience before that. But I also have 20 years of business experience before I came back into nursing. And there was a lot of pluses and minuses along the way. And I've certainly made my share of mistakes, but have learned a whole lot as well. And I wanted to bring a lot of that um, lessons learned into nursing with me. Uh, as a nurse, I've worked mostly in level one trauma centers, uh, I've been a director, I've been a consultant for the last several years, and I am finishing up my, uh, my doctorate here in May. So when it comes to leadership, especially when you're in business, uh, success is certainly a, a sliding scale, but how you lead, um, it, it, it's a, a key component on whether that success is met or whether there's gaps. Uh, what are some things that you learned from your business experience that you are starting to, you know, you've used through the filter of, of being in nursing and seeing how leadership exists in the nursing realm. You know, the most interesting thing is that it's very rare to kill somebody by ineffective leadership in the business world. And you certainly have to be a little more on top of things uh, on the nursing side. There's a lot of standards that are the same when it comes to the business side of nursing. But when it comes to the people side of nursing, leadership takes a slightly different road in nursing. And, and that's where where I, I'm hoping as we mature as a profession, nursing can do a really good job in that area. There's some dynamics within nursing as well about how leaders are defined. And, uh, you know, ENA, certainly in our uh, state and chapter leader orientation, we talk about succession planning from an association standpoint, but there's also the need to have good succession planning when it comes to finding your next leaders within a particular ED or a facility. Uh, what are some of the things you've identified or have seen in your time in nursing about how leaders are chosen and how they're prepared for the things that leaders are required to do? You know, I think we, we try to do a good job. I think we fall down a little bit in the fact that we take the best nurse and we make them a leader. And we don't give them the tools to be that leader. We don't give them the, the understanding and the fundamental basic knowledge of business and how to talk with the people that you have to talk to to be successful. How can you talk to your CFO if you don't understand 
finance? How can you talk to your CNO sometimes if you don't really understand the pressures that they have? So to me, it, it's, I, I would love to see more training of how we, how we take our, our leaders and our people that want to be leaders, regardless of how long they've been in nursing, and give them a pathway to do that. And we're starting to see a lot of movement by some hospital systems uh, to do that now. Of course, the dynamic also includes you're focusing on the people that you are in charge of, but you're also having to work with the people that are above you. And the priorities for those two groups are always very different. Um, what, what are some of the fundamental things that you think um, those leaders, as they're identified, should be armed with to be prepared to work up the chain, but also to talk to the people who are doing the work you know, uh, you know, in the department that you're overseeing? Well, honestly, it, you know, you have to be present. A leader has to be there. It's hard to lead from an office. And sometimes the basic responsibilities you have as a leader prevent you from being at bedside or even on the floor as much as you want to be. So leaders have to juggle a lot of balls that they never had to when they were in a staff or a charge nurse position. And so we, we need to look at that. And you also have to understand that you have to engage your staff. You have to listen to them. You even have to listen to the things that you don't want to hear. And that's what makes a, that's what makes a good leader, especially in nursing. So, especially, uh, sorry, especially in emergency nursing. Definitely. I mean, as you pointed out, the communication and how the stakes are so much higher when you're talking about from a nursing perspective. Um, we, we had a podcast interview not too long ago with uh, uh, where the topic was about how the lack of communication, you know, can cost somebody their life. The things that you're afraid to say can be, uh, you know, could be detrimental to the care of a patient or det detrimental to other types of relationships. So certainly in this realm, communicating as a leader, uh, you know, the trickle down effects could be, you know, could be troubling depending on the nature of what's not being talked about. But in this case, uh, you know, in the world that we live in right now with COVID-19, you know, uh, Depending on where you're at, the stress levels are all over the, the scale right now. There's concerns about PPE and safety. Uh, there's concerns about the, the health and welfare of, of the nurses and all the frontline uh, healthcare providers right now. And that's all on top of the professional concerns that folks have. But to tie it back to leadership, uh, your leadership style should you know should you be you know should we see different things during times of crisis than we do on the everyday basis, or should your leadership style be consistent throughout and just adapt to what the crisis is, not necessarily be totally different? I think that depends on, on everybody's level of stressors. We have more and unique stressors now than we had before in leadership. And so you not only have your, your internal stressors, what's happening with your family and your friends and yourself, but you also have those stressors that, that come with the emergency department and the fact that you know that you're not either able to because you don't have the right equipment or you're not able to because of the sheer amount of patients you're seeing, do that consistent patient care and get those patient outcomes that you're used to having within your emergency department. And so you have to manage your own values regarding that. So your leadership style is going to change a little bit because of that, because your staff is changing because of that. And so I think what you have to do is, is it's kind of a variety, a variety of a couple things. You have to anticipate what's happening and you have to navigate and course correct in real time. You can't say, this is the way we're doing it on a Monday. Something changes on a Tuesday, but on Friday, you're still doing it that way. Uh, communication to me is the key. I, if, if I tell somebody something or explain something to somebody and they say they're surprised by that, I've not done a good job in my communication before that point in time. 
Uh, I mentioned about listening to things that you don't want to hear. That's how we all get better. Uh, I want people to come up with ideas. Every um, collaborative team I've ever created has been a creation of brand new nurses and nurses that have been there for a long time because good ideas come from everywhere. And I think we need more of that now in the terms of crises because everybody's getting a lot of different information from CDC, Joint Commission, OSHA, ENA, their friends down the street. And so we bring, we need to bring those ideas to the table because at the end of the day, we are all still trained as evidence-based nurses and we have to use our best evidence-based values when we're leading and when we're being led at this point in time. Another part of being a leader is uh, sort of the human instinct and, and being able to pick up on what's going on among your people. So uh, well-being and you know, keeping an eye out for the types of things that are clearly impacting everybody, but when you're in those high-stress environments, what are some things that you're maybe hearing or seeing from people who are in leadership or even from the frontline folks uh, who are bedside in terms of how that we're negotiating this side of things. Are leaders paying a little bit more attention to make sure that their staffs are getting, you know, the opportunities to step away? Are they debriefing differently? I mean, what, what are some of the things that you're hearing right now as, as we're several weeks into to COVID really being the predominant thing happening in EDs? Well, in terms of COVID, I, I think we're seeing a, a small disconnect, which is always there, but maybe magnified a little more now between our frontline leaders that are there with the team every day and maybe some leaders higher up the chain. You look at some healthcare organizations around the country now that are laying off part of their healthcare workforce, while other parts of the health healthcare workforce are just being inundated. So there's a little disconnect there, and, and people see that and react to that. And so you add all those stressors, this adds another one of those. I do think, though, that, that the majority of leaders I've talked with are well-equipped to handle this and are well equipped to sit there and look outside the box for solutions. You, we talk a little bit about some of these solutions and, and uh, I read an article where, where somebody has created a, a procedure for when they innovate, which is one of the, the critical times right. uh, for COVID-19. Uh, they use plastic sheeting over the patient and they worked underneath the plastic sheeting on top of their PPE. And so to me, that's a pretty unique looking thing when we're, we're able to sit there and continue to do our patient care and reduce the risk that we have with, with our lack of PPE, our homemade face shields, our homemade mask, our bandanas, whatever it is that we're using, uh, or even our N95s that we're having to use for the entire day that aren't made for that, this is, this is some nice out-of-the-box thinking. And that comes from a leadership side and from the physician side as well. And so they're your partners in this too. When you're talking to these folks, what are, are they bringing questions? Are they, are they looking for perspectives on, you know, maybe just tweaking, you know, like you mentioned earlier, in crisis, maybe changing the, the messaging a little bit or changing the tone a little bit? Are there things that people are looking for that they want to make sure that they're connecting and, and communicating the best ways? Or is this really, we're, we're navigating essentially some different type of territory, but ED nurses are pretty adaptable and resilient. Um, so where are we falling in that continuum? Is it trying to find the right way to talk about this topic? Or is it about the volume and the time frame that we're dealing with this that is more concerning? Right now, we're all in a reactive mode versus a proactive mode. And we're in that way because of the, the overwhelming numbers that we're seeing and we're hearing. Um, at the time of this podcast, we're at a 2.4% death rate around the country and a 
9% death rate in New York, which I kind of follow a little more closely because they're doing a lot more testing. Um, so, and it's not it, it, 50 and over, it's, it's almost 50-50, 49% are over 50 and 51 are under. And the split's the same too with male versus female. So this is something that we're being reactive to now in the emergency department. And many emergency departments are still not seeing this surge. I, I've talked with several leaders up in, in the New York area and they are seeing the surge. But you talk to other leaders around the country and some of them are, are saying, we, we're not seeing anything. And as a matter of fact, we're seeing less flow than normal because those that, that come into the emergency department um, that can wait are now waiting so that they don't get exposed. So it, there's just all sorts of moving parts here that it's really, you know, I, I think that's what's been most interesting to me to see how uh, ED nurses and, and just healthcare in general has reacted to what's happening because uh, there's public perception, but then there's the reality of what these numbers mean and what they're seeing from day to day. So, um, you know, being able to respond uh, quickly, I mean, is that something that you've heard any concerns about? Are, are, are you hearing from leaders that there's not enough uh, opportunity to react quickly enough or are people pretty much prepared because this is just, you know, in essence, what you do all the time, it's just at a really, really high level right now. Well, it's different than what we do all the time. A month ago, I was I was in another state and and touring an ED and we talked about COVID a little bit and they said yeah we're going to have our first meeting next week and that was a month ago so we've we've certainly changed as this has become more prevalent across the country um, and so now we're kind of scrambling and looking at best ideas uh, is it a good idea to put telehealth in the lobby of the emergency department so that when that patient first walks in the first thing they do is 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 have a telehealth interview before they even see a person so we know where to put them at. That's one idea that we're looking at. There's multiple other ideas as well, and that's what makes this different. It's not business as usual. It's not just, hey, it's another busy day. It's another busy day that we're walking around in PPE the entire day that, that many nurses and physicians are not eating for the 12-hour shift because they're afraid they're going to contaminate or they're coming up with unique ways to try to take their mask off without touching it and using it a second time. Um, there's, there's those differences that make this different and that adds this stress uh, to leaders to try to manage the situation with the same information that everybody else has and to nurses that are trying to deal with the situation. So what do we, we often like to do is to offer some takeaways, some guidance on the, on the back end of this interview. What are some things that if you're a leader, um, you know, maybe a couple thoughts that they should you know, keep in mind as they continue to navigate this, this evolve, rapidly evolving situation? Or even just for a, you know for a bedside nurse, um, something that maybe they could take away uh, in how to better communicate upward to their leaders to not be afraid to speak up about something, or just to make sure that there is that level of communication that's so important during all that's going on. Well, and that's the key word is communication. So if you're a leader, be more approachable than usual. If you Go out and work the floor or walk the floor multiple times a day. Do an extra time or two. And I know you're as tired as everybody else is. Sit there and spend some more time and listen to the concerns that they have. Pull somebody off the floor and say, I got five minutes. Tell me what's right and what's wrong here. How can we be better at this? That's the key right there. If you're a staff nurse, you're going to have your stressors and you're going to have to manage these multiple things. And if you get to the point where you think it's overwhelming, ask for a timeout. Take, take five minutes. If you have a Zen room, many hospitals have them, go to your Zen room. If you have the ability to just step aside, do that. Let your partners know what's going on. Let your leaders know what's going on. And, and the key word 
which I think is is just exemplified here is that is communicate uh, more than you usually do. I think that's uh, that it's a good you know we talked about the difference between crisis and everyday. I think communication, as you pointed out, is something that. Uh, transcends all of this, but especially now, uh, you don't want anybody to to feel unheard, but you also don't want to not give the opportunities for people to uh, be engaged um, as things are happening so quickly. Justin Allen, uh, thank you so much for joining the ENA podcast. Any final thoughts? No, I, I've certainly appreciated this, and and uh, you know, I want everyone to stay safe out there and and do the best you can and use the best evidence that's out there and. And we're emergency nurses, and we will get through this like we get through everything else. I don't think anybody could have said it any better. So I appreciate, Justin, uh, you giving us some time today and uh, on this latest episode of the ENA podcast. So on that note, I'll wrap up. I'll encourage everybody to make sure you visit the ENA website to cover all of the different pieces of, of COVID that we've got out there right now. We have our resource page. We have the ENA Together page, and there's more content coming soon that is uh, in it, it, designed to help you understand the best of the best information that's out there, but also to know how to uh, share the word about the work that is being done by emergency nurses and how the public or anybody can show their appreciation and support for ED nurses and all healthcare providers that are, are facing this on the front line. So with that, uh, one more thank you to, uh, to Justin Allen, and I'll just say, echo his thoughts, uh, be well, be safe, and we'll catch you next time on the ENA podcast.